Wait, Aaron, you uh, you're not a Warwick student. I am. I am. Ah, oh, so you must have met before. Potentially. Did you go to Smack March? I probably met you there once. Yeah, I don't know if we ever met as in like, "Hi, I'm Aaron." Hi, I'm uh, Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but... just gave you a hug once. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Are we all good? To start. Yeah, yeah, recording on my side. Okay, good, Rish. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron, and I'm your other host, Hamish. And anyone else, anyone new listening, go check us out on all socials. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All the links will be in the description. Go give us a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, etc. We release some clips on YouTube and all that. So, And also subscribe to our channel on YouTube. So Jeez. all that good stuff. Anything, Hamish? No, you got it all there. I thought you were going to miss something, but you got it. No, no, no. I can see. I was looking at you. Like, <laughs> I've got everything. And um, for episode 70, we are joined by Rish. Hey. How are you doing, Rish? Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Rish. Graduated from Warwick last year in the year we don't speak about. And yeah. Just happy to be here. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since me and Hamish last recorded a podcast. So, like, yeah, it's a bit of a shambles just before. <laughs> yeah, we're a bit, uh, bit on the ropes. So. I think it's been like a month, maybe. Yeah. The, the listeners won't really know that because we release an episode like each week, but we recorded in like bulk beforehand. So, uh, but we took like a long break over like Christmas and New Year. Partly down to choice, partly not. But um, <laughs> you guys <laughs> need to label. take a break. I heard you've been doing the grind like, every week. Yeah, this this will be seventy episodes in a row. Jeez, uh, weeks in a row. Technically seventy one if you count the promo episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, incredible. True we haven't actually met before, or we were just speaking beforehand previously. Like we haven't like formally met in a way, at least. But you two kind of know each other. I met Rishav at Hindu Sock. I'm pretty sure that's where we first met. I don't think I would have interacted with him otherwise. <laughs> yeah, so I think Rishav, in was it your second year where you became on the exec and you were doing the Niam's role essentially I forgot what it was called learning coordinating yeah le- learning coordinating yeah, yeah. Uh, second year yeah. Niam's role is that now like a I know I, I, <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't think of the name like I was like what is it called is it called Arty coordinating or what is it called <laughs> Rish do you watch uh, football uh, no oh, okay there's, there's <laughs> like the CDM role in football is quite oh, yeah, a particular yeah. like play style was kind of known as like the Makarelli role just because he was like so good at it they called it they started calling it after a player so I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was like that. You know? Always being Neem Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also call out by Dill as well to come on the episode. Yes. Um, yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to Dill. Good friend of mine. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I, I don't really know where to start. I have a good idea where to start. Basically, Rishav actually said to us to... I'm going to accidentally keep saying Rishav because that's what I know he has. <laughs> no, I guess. But like he told us to watch the movie Soul if you haven't. So obviously it happened that I was the only one in this group that hadn't watched the movie Soul. It's on Disney. And I actually watched it on prior to this. So I tried to binge through it. Oh, through shit. So I was like, okay, fair enough. But yeah, you had a discussion. So now I think I can contribute to that discussion. I won't just be sitting here like always waiting for, waiting to give my opinion. That's mad. I'm, I'm excited that you watched it. It's one of my favorite films. Disclaimer, I did watch it like kind of in the background when I was watching the basketball. <laughs> so like I didn't watch it as deeply as I know some people have. But I I, I know like what went on and mm. that kind of stuff. We'll try not um, to give spoilers by the way, but if there's any spoilers, we'll just give you basic there's a there'll be timestamps and you can just skip past it in the thing in the description. So yeah, just use the timestamp and skip over it. So I guess for those who like aren't that bothered, uh Rish, could you give like a brief kind of what what soul? What is the film about? I guess it's it's gonna be hard to do this without spoilers, but it's essentially forget about spoilers. Just skip. Yeah, spoilers. it's, it's like, if if you don't want spoilers, <laughs> just skip. It's skip easier. Past. 
a musician who thinks his whole life in, in his purpose that is going to make him happy is to become a professional musician. Um, and then he has an accident, dies before he makes it, goes to the soul world and he discovers this place of souls where they try and get a badge that allows them to go to earth. And in order to get your badge, you need to sort of find, do you, know, do you remember what was called Hamish? It's like a, has a spark. Name. You have to find a spark. Mm. And I guess the, the message is, for, at least for me anyway, uh, ultimately you don't need to pursue purpose in order to live like a fulfilled life. Um, sometimes the spark is just as simple as appreciating the small things. I thought, I thought, first of all, like just from a production point of view, like the animation was like really next true. level, like the quality of it and the graphics. Who is it by? Pixar. Yeah. Is it, is it a kid's film? I think it must be. It didn't swear or anything, so yeah, maybe it's trying to show kids like live in it, <laughs> live properly. Whatever that means. <laughs> a lot of these movies that you, that at least I grew up with, were like follow your dreams, follow your purpose, and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Where this, I felt like it was, it was a very different message. Yeah, because yeah. it really, it really speaks to those people who like are spending their whole lives chasing this one thing that they think is going to make them happy. But it's like actually, if you just take a step back. Maybe you will get that same enjoyment just by you know. There's the scene. There's a scene in the movie where she looks at a sycamore falling down. Do you guys remember that very vivid scene? It's like she's looking up at a tree, and the sycamore's falling down, and you can see it in her eyes the way she's, the way she's watching that scene. It's basically what is it? It's type of leaf, right? Like that's what that thing was. Yeah, I thought it was just yeah, yeah, sycamore. Okay. Oh, it's a leaf. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, it's just just an example of those things that we kind of take for granted. I feel. I was like. I was watching like some of the sh- there's they're finding low key shots at some job o- occupations as well, yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's fair enough. Like to a kid, I guess you're trying to say like stop. Yeah, I know it's so you're all about as you said, like going to the end goal, and then what do you do once you're at that point? Because all you did is try to get to that point. Now, do yeah. you know how to enjoy? Did you enjoy the things along the way? Which is fair enough to I guess a good bulk of the population. It will make sense, but I don't know maybe some of it. I don't know if I fully agreed with it. What, what did you disagree with? Well, basically, like, obviously, it was, like, catered to a specific set of people, I'd say. Like, it wasn't catered to every everyone. Like, you could tell everyone to go enjoy their life, sure. But, like, in certain cases, it's going to go back to my long, long argument about um, the financial thing. Like, if, if, some, if people don't come from the financial background, then, like, it may not be feasible to follow that exact thing that they said. But, like, I get, I get what they're trying to say, but it just doesn't apply to everyone. And, uh, but they did say in a point, a point like, somewhere along the lines of, everyone has a different way they go about it no one has to have no one has to follow that specific structure or so and i was also watching actually a, J- a podcast with jamie called the half podcast so i'll link in the description it was like everyone's life is different every perception is different so your life at this point is based on the things that have happened to you so like you can't be doing it based on someone else's like perception of it anyways but yeah so that that's like one of the things i i don't necessarily agree with but like i, I did think it was a decent movie you know like I don't think it was a bad movie. I don't think it was an amazing movie, as per se. But I did, I did see the message. If it was shown to younger audiences from the beginning, maybe, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know if it will make that much of a difference, you know. But like, I, I understand the message it was trying to convey. If that was, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have this app where I like log all my like films I've watched, and like you can like review them and rate them and all that, and like add friends. And one of our friends who's been on like the podcast, Sid, he was the one who had this beforehand, which I, I found out about it. And uh, 
he gave a review and said, an absolute delight. And oh my God, it looks absolutely incredible. But more importantly, I really did not expect this movie to hit the way it did. Soul somehow manages to, at least in my case, momentarily make me question what life's really about. And I love that. So I read his review and I was like, oh shit, maybe I should have watched it a bit properly. Yeah, I have to say, I, I definitely agree with that sort of review thing. It is the first time, especially because it's such a mainstream film. Uh, I was expecting a very much like classic cliche dream chasing film. And to have something that says, actually, it's okay if you don't, you know, reach those dreams you once had, because, you know, life doesn't have to be about those things. It's quite profound, especially for millennials, I think, like, you know, the, the whole like Maslow pyramid thing, like, I think a lot of us struggle with that top or at least a lot of us have the privilege to be able to struggle at that top bit, but it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. I think sometimes that's good to be like, so focused on one goal and like trying your best to like, like I imagine that's how like a lot of athletes are like, they're so driven, like especially the top ones to like reach that standard. They almost have to be, to have got where they are. And I feel like for those type of personalities or those people that where this film is like, okay, you don't need to focus on that as much as you do kind of thing. I don't think that will affect them, to be honest. Like, if they are that kind of person, then they'll probably just appreciate it for, like, for what it is kind of thing. Yeah, I think one of the other messages you could probably say is, like, don't underappreciate the things that are happening that you ignore, I guess, on your normal day-to-day. Or maybe, like, a bit of gratitude as well. Like, I don't know the best. I think it's, like, a bit more underappreciation because we're looking for this higher sense of achievement, higher sense of fun, making it, whatever. Has there been, like, anything... Uh, Rish, that you've, when you watch this, you were like, like a specific thing where you've been like, oh, I've taken this for granted kind of thing. I guess I've always, so I've, I've I think it spoke to me because I've always struggled with purpose and like thinking that there was, you know, this one purpose in life that I had to find. It's been on my mind for many years because I haven't found it. So to have a movie that kind of says to you, you don't need to find one because you can take enjoyment from the small things. To have it reaffirmed was a very profound thing. So that, I guess that was like just to that that scene has been playing in my mind since I watched it of that leaf falling down. Like every time I go out now to just be conscious of things as small as color, like the fact that you can go outside and see how many shades of green, how many shades of red, how many shades of blue when you look outside, and you just it's this weird thing that we just take it for granted all, all the time. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I just looked out my window and I was like, "Oh god, it looks fucking dull today." <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I, I, I though I don't think I'm really. I didn't think there was like one purpose for me, kind of thing. So it wasn't like I like massively like related to the guy in the film. So if I asked you, like, okay, what, what's your purpose in life? Just do my best. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's kind of like I don't. I don't think like I don't know. So if you died today, you'd be like, you accomplished whatever you needed to or whatever. Like, I'd you, be disappointed. Be do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be a bit disappointed if I died. But uh, I wouldn't be like, I'd be like, oh, I've got there's so much more I could have done. Do you know what I mean? But that's just because of my age as well. Like, I'm 20, 24. That's a young, that's a young death if I died. But in my 24 years, I don't think like, it, I wouldn't really like have regret my 24 years. It'd be more like regret off what I could do in like future, do you know, like make, get married, have kids, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I envy your mindset. I think it's like very good. I think I just go with it. Like I'm just kind of yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how to explain it. 
there might be like goals as in like this podcast oh we want to make it like this big or this like but purpose in life yeah i don't know i feel i feel like my purpose in life is just to have like a good life do you know what i mean mm. bring up bring up the next conways <laughs> pass on the genes yeah really richard what would you say yours is by the way uh that's the problem i think i'm not gonna lie that mo- having watched that movie i think i did change my mindset about purpose i don't think i need one i think i'm leaning more towards so aaron's like mindset i think it's a bit of bit of luck like there's this book a really good book by ken robinson called the element where he talks about all these like famous talented people who kind of got there he calls it the element the thing that became their thing like for dancers dancing and he talks about how they got it and a lot of it's just luck just these random coincidences yeah, in life yeah. that led them to this one thing and some people just aren't that lucky yeah what about you new hamish do you think you have a purpose or i have like many goals i assume like they probably lead to a purpose. Yeah, yeah. I have goals, but I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's equal to purpose. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I don't want this to sound deep, but like, if I don't have a purpose, like I would just kill myself. There's no point in living at that point, right? Because <laughs> if you don't have a purpose to live, like, what's the point? For example, like, I need to make it. I need to make sure the family is good. I need to make sure future generations are good of my family. What else is there? Like, obviously, I want the podcast stuff. Like, is that to a do purpose, though. I'm just, I'm struggling to think like what is a pur- like what would you it say is. like is a purpose? It's hard to differentiate between like purpose, goals, responsibility. I thought like they're interlinked anyway. So yeah, like if I didn't think I was gonna make it or anything, like then I'm better off being dead because then the life insurance can be paid out to the family. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking like a purpose is like okay, say Hamish, we're like developers, yeah. Mm-hmm. We make a, a program or an application or something. Like we're creating it to like solve a problem. So, like, almost when we are born, this is how I'm thinking of purpose. Like, it could, it could be different or wrong, whatever. I'm thinking, like, when we are born, we are born to do this, like, specific thing, this purpose. So, well, how do you then, are you going to, like, like categorize it in tiers, like, to say which one makes more impact than the other or something? Like, I don't know how you... I don't know. Maybe, maybe one baby has a more important purpose than another baby. Do you know what I mean? Well, so you think the value of that baby is more than the other person? <laughs> I guess that's, that's kind of what, that's why I'm saying I don't really think there is a like I don't think we're born with like a purpose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think it makes sense to think of it objectively to the point where you could like compare purposes. Like I think purpose is like man-made. You make your own purpose. That's not okay. like given, like bestowed you by some like Bhagwan. And I think it's very easy to then human mind is like so like spongible like you could just you know read a religious book and then that can completely consume you in purpose which can be an entirely good thing mm. a religion for many people has become their purpose in that way yeah like what's the point at that point right like if you don't have like something to accomplish or something to do like obviously you shouldn't you should probably speak to someone i'm just saying like how i view it like for myself like if I didn't have that purpose, there's no point in me being alive. But can't you just like be enjoying your time? Like, what's the point? You're more of a burden to like you're more of a burden. Like, how you're more of a burden to others than at that point. Then, what do you mean by enjoying my time? Like, like you just, you know, you kind of like having friends. You kind of like talking to other people. You don't, you don't want to die necessarily. Yeah, but then the, to do that, would I wouldn't have to do things I don't like anyway. Like, say we're working, getting paid, like, and you're stuck stuck in that same loop. So, like the movie Solar Shoulder, like you're stuck in that same loop. And you're not really gonna make it anywhere 
accomplish anything. Like, I don't really think that's the point. Like, I feel like you should try to accomplish stuff in your own right. And then if you do, then fair enough. And if you don't, then also fair enough, you know. But like for me, like, I don't know. I always think that I have to get to this, that, 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 that. So like, I don't know. It's very, it's very hard to see. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's because I, I overthink as well a lot. So like, I could understand when Richard says like he overthinks a lot of things like on a daily basis or even the smallest things. So like that movie obviously had me thinking, but then I just kind of like not try not to think about it much. I'm like, you know, you know what? I'll get to that point where I can just chill and enjoy, hopefully. And then we were discussing another topic, Aaron. I don't know if we should bring that up about like retirement in this one because we have quite a lot of topics to go through. But you've already brought it up, so you might as well. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> basically, we were discussing yeah pensions. Yeah. So we were basically talking about how the general gist is like if you're old, you were kind of on the well. You give your opinion. If when you're older, yeah. you wouldn't mind dying. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. So like the retirement age, yeah, like the like the normal, I guess, retirement age is like seventy something, yeah, in the UK. Now, ideally, I would have wanted to retire a lot earlier, yeah, but I'm not going to increase my pension, for example, yeah, because like I don't think that's a, for me, that's not a strategic thing to do right now because, but realistically, by the time I retire, my bo- that means like my bodily functions are like stopping and it's starting to become miserable for me to live. I'm like literally suffering, so I'd rather just go out, you know, just let me die at that point or whatever. At retirement age, seventy three, you know, like at seventy three, like your body's gonna be old. You don't know what condition your body's gonna be like. Yeah, it's gonna be but it might not be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like ideally, I was like, I was hoping I can retire at fifty-five and become rich by then. I've you know sorted the family out, sorted the future generations out. Hopefully, I've recorded the message or anything and tried to teach my kids whatever I could at the time, you know. And I'll be good, you know, in that sense, you know. I'll be like, I'm fine to go out if my body is literally failing me because I don't want to become also a burden on them that they have to take care of me or something. And I just want to go out like I'm, I'd ra- I'd rather be fine. Like you know, I've done this, this, that, and that. It's my time. I'm happy to go. This is like the confronting death topic that we had written down, actually. Like, the guy in the movie wasn't ready to confront death. Whereas I'm like, you know, at that age, I'll be fine to go out. Like, I'm, it's, you know, it's all cool. And for me, I don't want to have to live to like 100. He was quite young, though, in the film. Yeah, yeah. He was quite young. Um, but I don't want to be like, you know, for example, age 100 in a wheelchair or something. I feel like that's just, that's just not worth it to me. I'd rather um, sort everyone else around me out that I can in my family be done with it and then cool if i can live you know like some easy years after 55 or something like that you know then you know fair enough if not then yeah then i guess it's a bit peaking like i don't know what else i was just like i wouldn't want to have to live any longer then my body's already like telling me now like i can't i can't hack this any longer and things like that but like I'm, i'll be happy to go out like I, i'm not out here to try and live to age 100 or something you know like <laughs> i realistically know that's not gonna be possible so I'm I'm just like if it get to a point where I'm really old and can't do much, like yeah, I'll just chill. I'm not gonna like be like, oh right, oh, I'm ready to go. Or I might be like, yeah, I'm ready to go, but I'm not gonna like. I don't know the fact that my family and friends and kids or whatever, they obviously don't want me to die, and they'd be upset if I died. So I'm just not gonna like try and die. They, they'd also me. have to be able to accept it at some point. Like they can't have like it yeah, they're gonna have like... to accept it at some point. But if I can postpone that. It's speculative though. Like there's you heard about the cryogenic freezing. Yeah, but I'm not interested in <laughs> interested in it. Just let me go when my time's done. Why not? if you had a chance to be brought back to life in a completely new world, you wouldn't take it. But then even for like, like a minute. Like just see Oh, even for a minute. But like the thing is like okay, if it was for a minute, then fair enough. Sure, like, you know, like go on. See a minute of like twenty what? Like two thousand two hundred or something. 
But it'd be so weird, like also not having even in that moment, not having like the people, your family, etc., around you um, at the time. So you could all get frozen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it could be like a family bundle. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, sure they do those deals. Yeah, I've seen it in Argos. Aaron, you try it. Let me know how it goes. Well, it won't be because you'll be dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think, Rish? Uh, what Hamish just said. Um, I can see. Yeah, I get. I get what you're saying about like. I guess you were referring to not wanting to be a burden in some sense and living life as like a decrepit old person with loads of yeah. issues. But also, then I'd I'd also bring in that movie again and say like, I think there's always going to be these small things in life that give a lot of value. So no matter how difficult it gets, I feel like there's always a value in just being alive. Even if it's watching, you know, a leaf fall down from a tree. That can be a very profound experience. It's about mindset, I feel. Yeah, even when I'm old, I'm on a wheelchair, man. My my voice will give knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, they need that knowledge. Fair enough, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, ideally I would have accomplished what I needed to within the years coming up. So, like, I'm, like, fine, like, if at that old age, when the body starts fading, I'm just like, fair enough. It's time for me to go. And hopefully they would have learned, like, via the pets and everything, like, you know, death comes eventually. So, like, you do have to, like, accept it and deal with it to a certain extent anyways. And you shouldn't be afraid. Like, if anything, you're probably putting me in a better place than just le- forcing me to live something where... I'm not comfortable with it, for example. But that that was my logic behind it because I didn't think it's worth basically going all the way to age 73, retiring then and trying to live off whatever pen- pension it reaches then because there's not much, I'd say, like, in cases where I'd say, like, I, I just don't think that there's not much you can really do physically at that point. If you want to enjoy the life, you have to also do it before, like, a certain age. Look, look yeah, at David Attenborough. Man's 94 years old. And he's doing bits out here. Wait, this is so deep for a Saturday morning. It's not that deep, just to clarify to people. It's just like my view in it. <laughs> Even before I get fucking concerned messages. <laughs> if I'm in pain and I want to die and my family also kind of don't really mind me popping off, then you know what? I'll, I'll go. But if my family want me around, however much like pain I'm in or whatever, I'll stick around. That's my mindset at the moment. At the moment, that that will that always changes. Though, as you yeah, go yeah, it could change. Way. It could change. Could change. But all I can give is my what I think now. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, my even my thing can be changed. Like even my current view on it could be changed. I'm saying that as well. But yeah, like that's just that's just what is my opinion right now. But I feel like you're looking at it like really negatively. How is that negatively? As in, like you're not thinking like, oh, but at ninety, I could be providing some benefit. Look, yeah, if if I'm world. in a if I'm in a good physical, as I said, like if I'm in a good physical condition to do so, then fair enough. But if I'm not, then like, but why not assume you will be? Like, I'm just considering the backup plan. Like, I'm considering contingency. Okay, fair enough. It's not saying it will happen. I'm just saying, like, I'm considering, like, if it if it was the case, then fair enough. But yeah, like, obviously, if at ninety for some reason I'm like super able physically and I can still live life however I wanted to, then fair enough. But if not, then let me go. That's just that's just my stance on it. So like I'm happy to confront death when my said time comes. But obviously, if I was on, for example, the difference is like if I was on life support at like age seventy, realistically, it's just it's more logically it makes more sense to just let me go than if I'm on the life support at age twenty four, for example. It doesn't make sense because there's a good chance I can recover and you know do still do better and you know make it. 
I'll, I'll obviously, there will obviously be some consequences to suffer, but like realistically, being on life support, for example, age 24 versus age 74 or something, I feel like one for me, like, yeah, you could just let me go. Like, if I'm fine with it, then don't try to extra force me into it. I would have already left you all the bits and pieces that I needed to if I couldn't tell you because you're too young or something to my kids. Yeah, I'd have left it in like recorded messages or so, whatever, video message, hologram messages, whatever, whatever there is at the time, you know, all that stuff, hopefully. But yeah, that, <laughs> should we just move on from this? Or should we dead this topic, literally? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything, anything you wanted to touch on in regards to that, Rish? No, I, I, I think I agree. I, I say my um, having similar discussions in our family because we pushed my dad to retire this year and it was like similar line of thought like you don't know how many good years you have left and if you're lucky enough to be able to retire a bit earlier why not even if it you know means you might not be as comfortable wherever I think yeah I, I, I agree with what you're saying Hamish like those good years are actually really valuable and do you want to spend it like slaving away unless you know you love what you do which is the holy grail yeah, like there's cases where obviously you could just be doing a job for the rest of your life till 73 and be no different. Yeah, like I remember like someone celebrated, I think someone celebrated like a 40 year anniversary at work a few years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? From a 40 years, like just doing the same thing, like not even like changing it. I'm just like, that can't, that can't, that can't be me. Like hopefully, like hopefully we just secured the bag. We don't have to really think, oh, this thing's too expensive for me to do. Like, I can go on holiday here for six months if I wanted to chill out, come back, you know, like at age 55 or whatever, you know, like to have that, we could have a better retirement if we just put in the shift now. But obviously I understand in some cases people want to just enjoy the now at age 24, which is fair enough. I think you can do both. It's, it's, it depends on it. It's circumstantial. Yeah. I was going to say, I've changed my purpose. My purpose is just to be the best person I can be. And that's it. I don't think it's any more deeper than that for me mm-hmm. anyway. And I think that, that will just lead in turn to good things. Yeah. Good things and not having any regrets. If, if you're going to yeah, be the best sure. person you can be, then fulfill your potential. I was going to say alternatively to being, I guess, alone in isolation when retirement being taken care of, you did spend some time alone in Norway. <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dead transition, but I'm going to take it. I had no, I had no pun in there or anything. I just needed to move the topic. I think I actually want to, I want to make a statement where I think in, I think it was Dill's episode and you mentioned you like went to Norway and I like kind of deaded it. Yeah, I want to apologize for that. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, my, my manager is from Norway. And, uh, <laughs> abs- absolute hero. And also I watched Vikings recently and I kind of want to go Norway as well. So Yeah, trust. Yeah, cool. I forgot what you said when you went Norway. It was a year abroad or you something? You went for a year abroad, yeah. right? Yeah, I went for like class a year abroad. And yeah, I kind of did it in like a weird way because I went with the intention of like trying to be like, like properly by myself for a year so instead of like going out meeting people like i just got this flat and i stayed away from the village where all the students stay and i just lived by myself for like a year and just kind of isolated before it was a thing yeah just i just wanted to i'm very conscious about things like validation and ego and all those things so i thought would be a good test when you went to like did you think you like what what did you find being alone in isolation there and looking for trying not to i guess be conscious for validation i don't know if you're saying you look for external validation i think in, internally and you're trying to stop it or something like i don't know where the topic's going yeah so i guess uh, i became aware 
quite early on that I was very externally validated. So like specifically socially validation, like I feel people always gave me a sense of value, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it was, I was very dependent on it and I didn't think I had much of a value like innately. So I decided to, okay, what happens if I remove all that social validation for a period of time, what would happen? Maybe I'll just learn to get my own value. And so once it did go away, it was actually really, really difficult. And I was very naive because I, you know, it's firstly not healthy to, to isolate from people that you love for like that long and just not speak to anyone. But also there was this constant uh, reaffirmation when I was with people of them giving me value. And when that was gone, I just, I was like, well, who am I? What's my value anymore? I kind of felt like nothing. So yeah, it's quite, quite a difficult period to go through. So did you actually like cut off? Or did you, is it still like, you still had contact as in? Yeah. So I was, so initially I was like, cause you know, people are like, oh, we'll come visit. And I was like, no, just don't, don't visit. And I even family, I was like, just don't visit me. Um, I just want to, you know, try this by myself. So for a, for a couple of months, I just kind of was completely by myself. And then I decided to reach out to friends and family after a while, because it was just getting like, I think mentally very taxing. So I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. But yeah, those the, I will remember those first few months, like until I die, like how what it was like to be, like just completely cut off. It's very interesting. Was there a specific point before that where you were kind of like, okay, I need to do this? Yeah, yeah, but it it wasn't a t- it wasn't a turning point. It was a gradual, right? It was, yeah, it was a gradual realization, and then it was like, okay, I went to see someone talk about year boards, and I was like, oh, this is perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. But did you say like did you go to any socials with any of your like housemates that were there at the time the people you met or like you're saying you just live by yourself don't speak to anyone there? Yeah, so there was no opportunity to like meet people except in class. But I wasn't that bothered about class most of the time anyway. And then there was one instance where I eventually went to a Norwegian house party, but they all spoke Norwegian and <laughs> didn't even like <laughs> couldn't speak English. So that was very pointless. So. Wait, so you didn't learn any Norwegian before you went out there? No, no, it didn't learn any. And, and to be fair, that you get by with English, like the shops can speak English, like tourism, it's all calm. It's just, I think they don't really bother in social situations unless they have to. Did you like Norway? Yeah, it's, it's my favourite country by far. Like, a part of the reason I wanted to go was for, you know, it's quite isolated, but also the scenery is incredible, which you've probably seen in Vikings, which is uh, one of my favourite TV shows yeah. as well. Yeah, the, I live by, like, the sea. You could literally smell the sea every time I walked out of my apartment and was surrounded by mountains every day. So, yeah, really lucky to have that, like, Norwegian experience, I guess. Charles, I was thinking watching Vikings, like, slight tangent. So that back then they, like, they believed in, like, Thor and, like, Floki and Freya and these, like, people you consider, like, mythical. Mythical? Is that right? Or, like, gods, like, yeah. And they believed that when lightning struck, it was Thor like striking his hammer. And I was watching, I was just like, oh, that's just really cool. I might just like start believing that. <laughs> like, that's just a really cool thing to like, to think. The whole, the entire Norse mythology is really cool. It's yeah. really, yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of literature. You know, when there's thunder, yeah. So basically, as a kid, I was told by my parents that that's basically the gods playing like football or playing ball up um, in the clouds or up, up in the skies. And I, and I believed that for a bit. And I, and I was like, Okay, <laughs> I don't know what to think. But yeah, Norway. I would, I would like to go visit Norway. When, what year did you go? I went twenty eighteen to nineteen. 
I stayed in a in a town called Bergen, which is like the second biggest city, couple hundred thousand population, very very small. Was that the first time as well staying away from like family? I've done it before when I was a little kid. I went to India for a few weeks with this charity group. But yeah, this was definitely the first time I was like by myself. Any any specific things that you like took away from it? I I guess the the challenge was okay when you're stripped away from all these social affirmations. Like, where do you get your value from? And I think eventually I arrived to the conclusion how you have to define your value sometimes just in the sense of being alive. Like, what is that thing that will always be with you as long as you're alive? It's it's the fact that you're alive. Everything else is external and can be stripped away from you, like the people. The, the exams all those things the only thing there's two things there's, the first thing was religion but i couldn't i just couldn't believe in the religion enough to believe that god would give me that value so for me it was just okay my values in being alive my values in my sight my senses my all these things that give me a rich life so i guess that was my personal takeaway if that, did that make sense i don't know if that makes sense a bit yeah yeah like it depends Basically, you know, earlier when I said like, I feel like the future generations need to see it more because they grow up on like Instagram and so I feel like it may help because obviously when you grow up with all this social media, like you look for like the likes and everything, and you want to compare yourself to something when it not may not necessarily match your lifestyle or the life that you've been given, the circumstances, everything, which makes it quite tough to see. So then you may, for example, expect like a certain friend to like certain things you say or whatever but it may not be the case do you understand what i'm trying to say it's like you don't need that validation like you don't need others to be there so that you can have a good time you can you can go there just with that person on your once or just with two other people it doesn't matter that if like a whole squad of eight isn't there for example do you know what i mean so like it's when you learn to accept that you don't need to be a follower you can just be yourself and that doesn't mean that you're disrespecting anyone else it just means that you're comfortable in your own like I guess you're comfortable in your own skin. This is the way I see it. So like with my friends from home, Walid and Krishan, yeah, we have this rule, yeah. Don't ever run that like shit with us about like, oh, who's coming, yeah, etc. Like if you if you want to meet up, meet up. You don't have to ask like who's coming. You don't have to ask how many people are turning up. Like even when we like, and when Among Us was popping up, like don't don't use that bullshit. Or whenever we're in a squad, yeah. Like either you're down or you're not. Yeah, you, you don't put this dependency bullshit. Like, and so I think from then, like it's always been like, I'm comfortable in my own skin anyway. So like. I'm going to turn up if I want to. Like, I don't require, for example, 10 people to be there, but like, I don't mind going on my ones in certain cases. But what if there was like someone in the group that you didn't like? So, like, are you down to go and you was like, yeah. And the only person, other person down to go was someone you didn't Mate, like? I'll go there because I'll, I'll be making that person's life miserable. If I know they're up, I'm sending shots, man. I'm not sitting bro, there. Bro, dickhead, like, dickhead movements. Bro, I'm, you're telling me that I'm going to be uncomfortable in my own skin because the one person... I, I, I didn't like say you're, you're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, but like the the reason why I wouldn't go... But maybe you'd rather just not go. Why? But then that's because that person... I allowed that person to make me uncomfortable or anything. When in reality, I could go there and I know they're going to be uncomfortable. So I could just, you know... They might not know. They might, they might love you. Do you know what I mean? You just don't like them. It could be a bit sadistic, but like I'd, r- I'd rather be there and just be pressing that button, yeah, just by knowing that it makes them uncomfortable that I'm here. Like, you know, like it's revenge is sweet, you know, like Tupac said. <laughs> what was he said? One second, I'm trying to figure out what he said. Let me let me find the Tupac for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People sometimes just need to check the vibes, do you know? You need to check the vibes in the group chat before you go anywhere. <laughs> oh, no, the, oh, the lyric is, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy. So yeah, I'm not going to re- like recite the rest of it, but you know, I- I'll be there. Like, I'm fine. 
in my own shoes. But when when groups of or people in groups here do this thing, you're like, this is calling out multiple groups. I know people are gonna be triggered when they fucking hear this. You're like, if you say that, oh, who else is there? And I've said this to specific people as well. Like, if you say who else is there and you don't join, for example, just be, or you don't want to go out until like you got confirmation from X Y Z, yeah, man, you need to sort yourself out because like like in what Rich have said, like you're looking for this external validation. You're probably not comfortable in your own skin or something, or you're not willing to maybe confront something because like you should be able to still go out if you want to go out you should be able to go out it shouldn't depend on having five other people these five other people here for example you, you should still be able to join only one that's like i don't know how to say it. it's probably gonna sound like a dickhead either way but I'd, I'd take it a step further and be like actually that that's a reflection of your friendship like if you have someone yeah. who says look who else is coming yeah like, kind of but, like not be- it shouldn't it shouldn't be the reason you back out though like right Sure, surely like like you're comfortable enough that I go, but and it's a, it's a positive that more people are coming, like that you like getting along with. It shouldn't be that, oh no, nah, I can't come along now just because oh we're missing the the trifecta or the combination of X Y Z. Like I feel like you should still be comfortable in your skill and like it's a it's more of a benefit. Like you shouldn't require it because then at every point in your life, like every social, you're not gonna have the same combination. Like someone's not gonna be able to make it. What so is everyone else gonna back out for that same reason? Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like that's a that's flawed logic. If you, it's like, I guess the thing about purpose in life that you can say that, oh, you want to live with your friends and everything, you know, like you want to be around me, et cetera. But then by that logic, you shouldn't say that, oh, I won't go out with this set of friends just because X, Y, Z isn't turning up, for example, or I won't turn up, et cetera, till they're here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like a flawed way of seeing it. And it's kind of like backwards thinking. So like the thing you did in isolation, like I actually rate that you did that. Yeah. Because when I went Warwick, I was thinking it's a full, full reset anyways. And because I knew that basically no one at work. So I was like, that's a full reset of my life, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking like in terms of that, like for me, it was actually, I didn't want my family to meet me because obviously it was the inconvenience to travel up anyways. And they, so they only came up for graduation. They had never seen where I lived or anything, accommodation or so. They only had seen literally both times I graduated, what uni was like. But yeah, like you shouldn't require others, for example, to have to go to social situation, have to go to this place. You should still be able to do it to yourself and them coming, it should be a positive. Like, and if you if you can't do that, yeah, to every single one of my friends listening, <laughs> you need to sort your lives out. Do you, because... do you accept that though? Some people can be uncomfortable around other people. You can, I know you can be, yeah, but that doesn't that shouldn't stop you. Like, why? Why? Are you I'm not saying I was not saying it should stop you, but yeah, I'm saying would it then be unfair to that person to be like, no, you should definitely come out if they would just rather than not definitely, but like they should definitely try to get rid of that discomfort, like. That discomfort, like what is causing that discomfort, for example? Let's make make a hypothetical up. You're good at these. Okay, say say you've had a long term relationship with some girl, yeah? <laughs> and she's left you for me. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've all gone out as a group and we're we're both guys, a home we're both there. We're all going banana tree and me and your ex are there. And now kind you're, of you're, you know you're asked, first of all, I know you wouldn't now go out. I'm giving you a hypothetical, mate. And you're yeah, asked. You're to realistic hypothetical. That, that's anymore. very realistic. Uh, <laughs> and now you're you're asked. Yash gives you that message. Oh, you're in complimentary, yeah. Now you, maybe you might be thinking, oh, maybe he's invited Aaron and I'm changing and my the ex. I'm making it real hypothetical. Aaron. So you would be Aaron, uncomfortable in that situation. Maybe you would just rather stay at home. Bro, and I, I don't. Think, I don't think that's deep. I don't think that's I don't think you understand. But like, okay, bro, you I, might you might come there and try and like stab me. I don't know. But like another person might just be like, okay, I don't need to deal with that shit. I'll just stay at home. I'd rather do that. I'd rather go watch Netflix. No, there's times where I definitely like, I don't need to respond to this. Yeah. Like there's definitely like situations where I like, I don't need to respond to this, but I'm not going to let, 
for example, this person stop me from doing X, Y, Z just because. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Some other I agree with like that. All, but I'm yeah. also saying like, it's also perfectly fine if the person just doesn't want to yeah, yeah. turn up. It's fine well. to an extent, but like, it shouldn't stop you. Like, you know, you should be able to at least deal with it to an extent. Like, I don't feel like, and I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't require it, etc. But then I see the same shit from the same people. As I said, <laughs> this is the one time I'm buying indirects here. But like, I see the same shit from the same people where they're going to require or who else is coming or who else will be there, like who else has joined, etc. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't need to be like this. And that's, that, that's obviously my thought process, which obviously is shaped by at least the people I grew up around. So as I said, Christian believe that shit doesn't run with us. Like if when Among Us started popping off and if one of us said that and it was taken the wrong way, like for example, I did say that once, but, and it was taken can, yeah, the wrong can way. Can you but, just ask it to like, just, you just want to know. Do you know what I mean? It's not like to yeah. say yes or no. No, no, no. Just... I said, yeah, like, as long as there's like nine or 10 people, just let me know and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll stop doing my work and I'll come on here because I wanted to play like a full Among Us lobby. But it was taken. I, I obviously see how the message was taken, but obviously we clarify that that's not what I meant because I, I was just literally working and I was like, yeah, yeah. So if I'm going to push back my work and delay myself, basically lose a lot more of the Sunday evening free time, then I need to make sure that I'm going to have definitely a bunch of fun here that is worth that mental break, if that makes sense. So like, it wasn't that like, I didn't want to come. Like I said, I'll come whoever, whoever the people are there, I'll come. But at that particular time, because I was so far behind at work, I was like, yeah, I need nine to, like, you know, for example, for me to be the ninth or the 10th person in this lobby, just so I can have that proper mental break. And it, yeah, it wasn't like anything I needed X, Y, Z to be there. I was just like, I just need this number of people just so I know that I can have the mental break here instead of like a Sunday evening, for example, because everything would get pushed back, you know, if I took that break then, which to an extent, you know, like maybe I should have pushed it, maybe should have just fucked over like my entire like next week as well. But I was also like, it wasn't like anything deep, you know, I wasn't like, no, if this person's coming, I'm not going to attend like that's or until these people aren't here, like, you know, these specific name people aren't here, I'm not going to like turn up on the wall or something like this. Is, I, I don't feel like that accomplishes anything. What if you're doing it to not make somebody else uncomfortable it's not like about you being uncomfortable you'd be fine if you turned up but you know somebody else would be uncomfortable if you turned up i'm not turned up for the sake of it and what was like why why would i give a shit if someone else is uncomfortable because of me i'd just be a nice person sure. no because like if they're uncomfortable with me that means they have some issue with me that they could just literally speak to me and get tried to resolve it and if not then maybe you've like, done something maybe, do? maybe you've done something bad like if i if i do i know i've done something bad if i yeah if i if i went like took your girlfriend, do you know what I mean? And <laughs> then you were at dinner and I was like, okay, I, I've, I've kind of fucked up here. First and if all, I show I, I know up, you, hey, she's going to be- I know you wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is all hypothetical. But I wouldn't- But like, I'd be like, okay, if I turn up now, like, hey, she's going to have, he's not going to have a good time. Mate, you, I don't think you understand. Like, I grew up watching 50 Cent. How Mate, I'm, I'm just so. using your name because it's funnier, but like, yeah. it could be anyone. That scenario must have existed in the world at some point. And I feel like you shouldn't like. I feel like a person shouldn't be afraid of those situations. And if anything, they, it just needs to be like maybe confronted, yeah, to start with in the first place before that event happens or something. And if not, then like you're honestly you're just making your your own life misery. And there's probably going to be collateral damage, as in like the people around you are probably going to feel the tension or whatever. Like, why put everyone else in that situation? Because you just won't confront something. Like, surely it's easier if you confront it and put everyone else in a in a shitty situation in the first place if you care that much but if you don't then like yeah fair enough on the self-validation stuff rich so like instagram we like mentioned at like the beginning like instagram is quite a platform that you kind of consider 
is like associated quite heavily with like self-validation or really like any social media. But you haven't had it, or at least yeah. as far as I'm aware. Um, no, well, he doesn't have it anymore. No, well. My <laughs> man got blocked. <laughs> was that like a conscious thing not to have one, or was it not really that deep? Was it very, very, very conscious thing? I was like, I was one of the early ones on Facebook, and I saw kind of what it did to myself and other people, and I was like, well, Instagram sounds like a worse version. Do I want to do that? And then, yeah, I, I thought I'd never get it. To be honest, because I was like, I don't just. Why would I want to just see the good parts of everyone's lives? if everyone's just showing off but then I, you know covid comes along and then i realize that everyone's like it's a good way to connect and then i started my job and then everyone at work was like connecting on instagram and bantering and i was like well i think i'm actually missing out on stuff here so <laughs> finally got it but not got it because it's taken away from me sadly you mentioned there like showing off like watching people show off where do you think the line is then between showing off and just kind of I know, celeb- like celebrating your, you're happy about something, so you want to share it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's a really good question. I, I think ultimately it's about intention. Like, let's say I'm proud of something. Now, do I need to share that achievement with an audience of a thousand people? If the reason, if, 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 you, if you do, I feel like there's things to unearth within yourself that's driving that decision. And I think part of that m- might be insecurity. Like, can you be totally confident in your achievement that you don't need adulation for it? Why are you pursuing adulation? What does that word mean? <laughs> admiration. Like, why are, you, oh, admiration. why are you pursuing the validation of that achievement? What is it for? Can you not be entirely comfortable with that thing in of itself? Yeah, so like one of the things I was thinking, I was going to use this as an example. They don't take this literally, obviously. But like, I was going to say like, if you say you propose to your girlfriend and she, ex- and she said, yeah, and everything, and then you post on Insta just to like show off to everyone and see who viewed it, you know, the, get the congrats and everything. But like, I feel like surely like in my head right now, this is how I think. Yeah, I'm like, if I proposed to her, she said yes, and you know, like the happiest day of our life, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, why, I don't need to share that on Insta, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see who viewed it. I don't give a fuck. Like, if they'll find out about it when they find out about it, when they see like the ring, of finger, ring on a finger or so on, or like if she tells a certain of her friends or whatever. But like, I don't see the point of me needing to share on Insta, for example, because... But they could just be gas. Like, do you know what I mean? They could just be like, you, oh, this and this photo is like, I look really good in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, if there's some business incentive that I can see, like, for example, when we share the third wheel stuff to Insta, that's purely business. So, like, it, that doesn't even bother me because obviously we do that for the numbers. Like, that is literally a business that requires the numbers to be there so that we can, you know, ideally get some financial gain from it and have more reach. But from other people, I think it's all about the money. Oh, 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 oh. it gets. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like you shouldn't need to post it to social media. I mean, that's also one of the reasons why I just didn't have Instagram or something. I'm like, I get, I get, yeah, I agree 100. Like you don't, you shouldn't need to, like, yeah, you should be perfectly fine if you did or didn't post. But you shouldn't need to post like X, Y, Z to see all oh, the make sure these people viewed it. Like you could have sent it to them like in an Instagram personal message. You know, like you could have just forwarded that post, for example, or forward or message them on WhatsApp, call them up saying, yeah, Thala, you know that, yeah, just proposed. She said, yeah. What's what's the difference between that? just the number of people i don't know like i feel like if you're going to share it there's a way to wait way for it to be done like if R- risha was saying like the the way you seek admiration like in that case like there's a way maybe it should be done uh, which is better off than another case like because honestly i feel like a lot of people who post instagram stories they're literally just shit like to either whether it's to flex or anything yeah it's literally they have some insecurity in them and they're trying to battle it or send an indirect or something but 
they're not really sure of it themselves. So like when you say insecurity, like that's a very good way to put it. Like, and that's I don't know. I don't know how to re-describe it, either, but like I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, you shouldn't need to have to really post things like here and there. Like obviously, there's certain things that I don't know. I don't have a good example right now, but currently I'm I, like pretty much. I don't think you've ever seen me post an Instagram story. Apart from when I'm just mocking about joking with Aaron, because it's easier than me sending it to like all the people that, that you know I'm friends with on Insta, like that are following me, for example. It was easier when I went to San Francisco and I beat him at FIFA to put it on the Instagram story than it was to send it to, for example, 100 people. And I wasn't doing that for validation or anything. That was just us bantering around. But then isn't it like a proposal could be easier to share on Instagram than it is to send to 10 people? Yeah, maybe, maybe even by that logic, yes. I, I do think there's a difference though between like connecting with people versus showing off like you know that thing of you know what's the difference if i send my achievement to my close friends and family i feel like that's a form of connection and sharing yeah versus if i post it to the you know you, everyone has like a couple hundred people in the insta that they just don't speak to <laughs> like why do they need to know apart from receiving adulation like i'm gonna start using that word i hope you know that now <laughs> adulation <laughs> but also it's like there's there's this element of Again, why are you posting the thing? Like, if if you're a comedian or you like making people laugh, I totally get it. Like, you wanna, it's fun to make people laugh with your posts, or if you wanna spread your music or your podcast, like, it's actually a really interesting and creative contribution. But what about when the post, like, I look very good today? I'm just, I'm just not sure about if that that's a good thing for yourself. What's the, what's the thing? Is like uh, feeling cute might delete later or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I, I think I just look at it very innocently and just like, this person just posted it not to show off. They're just, they're just posting it. Or it just doesn't affect me. Like, if that person's showing off, like, cool. Doesn't, doesn't bother me. Like, show off if you want to show off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, th- I feel like I always like, like to think of like, look at the best in people. And but that's not looking at they, the they just worst in people. It's like, Saying you don't to be your best, you don't have to bloody put it on it. You are. Would you say like you assume flex? You assume they're showing off rather than they're just like you gave the. I'm just using the proposal because you gave the proposal one. Yeah. Like if someone posts a picture of like a proposal or something, you'd kind of think like in the back of your head you'd be like, okay, why they why they posted that? I mean, not not. Yeah, I probably think that the thing is, yeah, me personally, I'll say like I wouldn't post it just because. Why does it matter if you know that I'm engaged or so on? You know what I mean? Like, what if what if the, your fiance posted it? You proposed, and you're like, well, like it depends on the reason as well. She could be gaps like, would oh, you be like, why why you done that? <laughs> I'd be like, fair enough, yeah, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'd be like, and watch watch half the fake comments come in as well. <laughs> Maybe that's a bit negative. That is a bit negative. I won't like, we shouldn't start 2021 off like this. Yeah, it's more like you shouldn't need that extended validation. Maybe she's if she uses that as a milestone on a private account to leave it there as like a milestone. I understand some people do some things for memories. But I feel like the line between memories and the external validation is so blurred right now that people don't realize a lot of the differences because everyone goes there looking for numbers. They're like, oh, I need a, I need a minute. I usually have a hundred people that viewed my story. Has this person, that person, that person viewed it? Like, I could have just sent it. Say like, say I proposed to my girl. I'm happy about. It. I'm like, I'll, I'll just message like, oh, Christian, yo, I proposed to my girl. She, she said, yeah, the gas time. We'll come celebrate when when I'm back or something. Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like. It doesn't have to be that I have to go post on Instagram. So that's, that's just my stance on it. And it could change in the future, but currently... Yeah, I don't know if I would or I wouldn't, but like to judge other people for doing it, I'm like, come on, like to me, that's just like a moment to be proud of. Do you know what I mean? 
Okay, wait, I'll take a different one. Graduation. Yeah. Everyone posts their graduation photo on Instagram. Yeah. Or at least I won't lie, mine was a bit to flex. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Mine mine definitely was. I was like, yeah, you know what? I've got masters in computer science, I'll flex it. This one here. I posted it to Flex as well, but I didn't require the validation from the Flex because like the pictures that we obviously bought and everything, that's going to go up in your house as a moment and there's a milestone in here. But then when I did it on Insta, I knew it was to just trigger other people. I didn't, I didn't give a fuck at that point. Like I wasn't doing it for likes or anything, but I knew that when people see it, like the people that literally were beating me from like very early on, I was just like, I hope you fucking see it because I made the good uni, graduated, you know, twice. For example, like it's not like it gave me anything extra. It was just to like, Give them a little kick, kick on the side, you know. We, I don't need any sort of other external validation on it. Like I'm fine with it, you know. Like I'm not saying I don't need any external validation at all in my life because I feel like everyone needs. There's a small bit maybe you still need to make. Sure. It's nice sometimes. Because like nice. yeah, I mean? to be right and wrong in society, you have to be externally validated, and so, and that differs based on society's norms, right? So you, for that, you literally have to be externally validated. It's not like you won't get. Like and we don't say things on the podcast because we're externally validated and we don't want to be cancelled. So like that's just one. That's another example. Even though it's a business, don't get me wrong. Like that's still a bit of external validation. I get that, you know. Like, but there's a there's a line where I think Rich said the insecurity where you need X Y Z to see it on social media. Like it does it doesn't matter. Like that's and that's just where I stand on it. So like the graduation one, I did it flex, but I still have the separate milestone and the rest of the pictures never obviously made out. Like I don't have all the ones that like you know obviously we bought going out anywhere else because they don't need to. Like it doesn't matter for anyone else. Like. If you come to my house in the future, you'll see them and you'll be like, oh, that's nice. You know, that's like a nice achievement. I don't know the main purpose of why people would have family pictures on the wall. Like, I, I, I don't fully know, like, you know, if it's like achievement, if it's just for like family reminiscing, all that stuff. But like, I can see that as being nice in your home, but you don't need to post about this what stuff X, Y, Z. Like, oh, I'm out with these friends today. We're having a lit time at, you know. Banana tree. <laughs> yeah, okay. Banana tree. You're like, don't need to know yet. I understand obviously people may post things to win, comp- try win competitions. Like, you know, for example, I wanted to post a story of Banana Tree to enter the Banana Tree competition. And I realized you have to make a post and I wasn't making a post because that's just not me, for example. But yeah, I feel like there's that line and you need to know because that line is so blurred. You need to know for yourself when it's gone too far. I don't know. I think Rishav probably can put it into better words than I can. Like he already said like the bit about insecurity. I feel like I get that. Like I just can't word it as good as him. No, I think I was I was quite clear. I yeah, I agree. I think ultimately it's just I think it's important to know why you're doing something. And I think that, that introspection is just gonna help you. Otherwise you kind of paper over the crack sometime. Mm-hmm. For me, like if somebody wants to post something on Instagram or story, wherever, or Facebook, wherever, I'm I'm like totally fine with it. I think it's more of uh if it gets to the point where the likes you get on it like determine your happiness almost then i think that's like becomes a bit of a problem but to be like bothered by someone posting a photo or a story just because you think you don't need to see it i think that's a bit weird i'm not saying like i go around hating on people you know who make the posts and everything i'm not saying that i don't i definitely don't do that like i'm barely on social media for that i'm just saying like if you're doing it for this these purposes that i just tried to like describe then you probably need to get yourself checked because what about all these cat accounts? They're it? just posting updates about the bloody cat so that the rest of us can know how the cats are doing. Are they flexing a cat? Why do you need why do you need to know about a cat? No, but like I just like cats, so I want to know how this cat's doing it. I can't have a cat, so it's nice to know how that cat's doing. So I like following the updates on the cat, for example. I'm not I'm not getting married. Maybe I'd like to know about some guy who's a friend of mine who's getting <laughs> just got married or getting married. 
Yeah, I think for life events, like I, I get the whole marriage thing. Like when something big happens in your life, it's just an easy way to communicate it to lots of people. I do, I do get it, and it's it, do people do are quite nosy. They love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, moving, moving on a bit, there was one thing you mentioned here that I don't know if there's like a lot to touch on it, but it, I did want to. It kind of reminded me of something from school. But in the notes, we have the design argument. Is this the? So I remember in RE one time we were taught about the watchmaker and analog- 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 analogy. What? I can say that word, but I, I just, I don't know why I can that's, um, that's how I feel regular. It's like everything has a designer. Well, that's, that's the theory. So like everything must be designed and therefore the world must be designed by someone like greater. Yeah. Is that, is that the same thing as the design argument? Yeah. So, so I, I basically did my final dissertation on a variation of that argument. So the base one, yeah, there's there's quite a few. You referred to the teleological one, which is like the whole um, look at a watch and how it's designed, the universe and biological life is akin to that design. So there must be a designer kind of thing. So I guess my my project was uh, to kind of extend that um, away from just Earth and human life because I'm very interested in like physics and stars and black holes and stuff. And so there was always this question like, okay, there's a lot of evidence that this universe is fine-tuned so fine-tuned meaning like engineered for human life like if the gravitational law if the mass of a proton were any different to like one part in a million then humans couldn't exist so this design argument follows that okay there must be a designer who's wanted humans to live and be alive but then you're confronted with these problems like okay but why why is there so many planets without humans why is there like big balls of gas flowing around the universe that have no regard for us why is there black holes why all these things exist if it's for humans so yeah that's that's that was my i guess interest in trying to find a reason for it all and you don't believe in religion do you having gone through that that dissertation i, I now believe in a designer okay. i don't believe in a god or like a religion no does that argument like i don't know if the argument fails or not does it fail if it's the other way around so you said how the world was kind of made was designed to like fit around like a human does it is it also is it also valid if you say like the human was made to fit in this world that's that's i guess more of the line i took which is the universe is designed not for humans humans are a wonderful byproduct so in that sense yeah humans are like kind of they could only exist because they fit the universe right so wouldn't you say like i guess in this case here like the designer is the same thing as a god yeah, that's that's kind of what I was. That's kind of what we were taught when I was talking about the watchmaker bit. I guess because I also believe in simulation theory, so like the idea that we're in like some sort of simulation. So giving it a, like a religious connotation, because God has religious connotations, and it's you know associated with the six days, seven days of creation, and all that stuff. I mean, it's not like some. I don't believe in some omnipotent being that has control over all things. I just believe in design. What what's the simul? You mentioned simulation there. I'm now thinking of like a game. I wouldn't say it's it like um, dissimilar. Like I feel there's a very famous paper, and I, I all my friends know I speak about this all the time. He's he's called Nick Bostrom. He's a philosopher, and um, I study philosophy, so I like this stuff. And he basically is a very famous paper, kind of giving probability to the idea that we're in a simulation. And 
the basic idea is very complicated but the basic idea is like take a game like the sims um and like or any you know video game imagine a progression of technology to the point where that becomes a very realistic um simulation of earth and then the universe that's not impossible we can definitely conceive of a, of a simulation that good so if you assume that and then you assume you know you have thousands millions of computers running those simulations out of all those simulations what's the probability that the one we are in is the base reality that started it all off it's very low i don't know if you necessarily believe in a simulation but you know the thing i said earlier the half cost podcast with jamie the recent one that released i'm gonna link you that listen to it i think there's like two or three hours worth of content there but one of the topics they do bring up is something along the lines of this and you may like listen to Jamie talk about it because Jamie is like very he very he thinks he thinks very very differently to the normal person and it's, it's actually quite funny <laughs> and interesting um, sometimes to listen to so I just finished like listening to this morning does a simulation mean like stuff is defined like our actions are kind of defined already or is that not I believe not the same thing. I believe that there's um random like if you think of it as like code, like you can think of the universe like mm-hmm. a quantum computer. I feel like randomness is coded in. So there's or there like for example quantum quantum laws and all those things. There, there's proven randomness, and at least as far as you can prove things. So I don't think there is entirely like fatedness, or I don't think can the simulation end then? Like does it? Can it end? Essentially, like can it just stop? Like a program kind of has a failure. Well, I think that the current, um, I'm not a physicist, but from what I've read, the current prediction is that everything in this universe ends. So you, know, you lose the mass, the stars or the mass of stars will dis- dissipate. And then following that, the black holes themselves dissipate. And then you just have a cold, dark nothingness. So I guess that's as close as an end is, has been conceived. But I don't know about the space itself. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's interesting. Like, how did you. So you said you studied philosophy at uni. Is this something you've kind of believed in for a while or is it kind of at uni and studying it, doing a dissertation on like the design argument? Is that when you started to like believe in it? Or Yeah, I, d- I d- never believed in it before I studied philosophy. And then I came across, similar to you, these design arguments. And then the one that really stood out to me was the idea of fine-tuning for human life because the evidence is, is quite overwhelming. Like, all these like laws of physics fine-tuned in this finite range just to allow humans to exist. It just seemed incredible. But then I saw all the problems in that as well. So I was like, maybe there's another way to frame the argument. And there's still, there's always going to be problems and yeah, you can never prove anything really. But it's, it, yeah, it's very interesting. I don't, I don't think we're in a simulation, necessarily, personally. How do you know though? How can you be sure that you're not? I, I would think of, like, I think of myself as a piece of code, essentially. I'm like 95% sure everything around me is some sort of like code. So like when the leaf falls down from the tree, I look at that leaf and I'm like, this is simulated code. I'm like a Sims character. So when I die, I don't, I don't think the simulation ends. I think that's just uh, a piece of interesting code, whatever you want to call it, just coming to its end. But then going on like to design argument, who do you think's like, or what? Do you think's like written this code? That's that's the million dollar question, and I wish I wish I had a more <laughs> to too. But that implies there is a god. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, he's fucking good at JavaScript and Python or whatever. Why he, Aaron? <laughs> or she? Or she? Yeah, my bad. Or my they? Bad, my bad. Or they? 
it could just be another human race like us. Or maybe we are in base reality and we're going to be the ones to make the simulation for the next humans. So then technically we don't live in a simulation by that logic then? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a possibility, but it's not a probability. At least that's why I think. Uh, so that's some mad stuff. I don't know what you mean by you. Is, you said like you overthink a lot. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> like <laughs> overthinking. Like. To the maximum. Yeah. Yeah. No, cool. Um, we got one other thing here. Uh, we got a debate question. A debate question here. Yeah, basically, I'm gonna, you know, allow or maybe forgive Rishal's opinion on where we're in a simulation. <laughs> and just we're gonna switch to our debate question, which he's provided actually. So both him and Dill have actually come with their own debate questions. The debate question is: Can you forgive all wrongdoing? Now, for the most part, I'd say yeah. Maybe not all. That's where I stand on this. I don't know about where you two stand on this and the reasons behind it. My, my initial answer is yes. Like, you can. I'm not saying I will, but I'm saying you can. Should you? Okay, okay. Wait. Here's, a, here's a speculation for you, Aaron. Someone just killed your wife here. Are, are you going to forgive them? Can you forgive them more like? Oh, nah. What, what, what did my wife do? Was she a bit of a dickhead? What do you mean? Like, she deserved to get killed? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't deserve to get killed. Out but, like, streets. If it's in self-defense, I think you can kind of like, if you're about to get killed and you end up killing the person that... That's fair enough. That's fair enough. You, about. I feel like that's a bit... But like, she just got killed. Like, one. say whether it's a random... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'll t- take back what say I Say like Jack no, Ripper I'd, got I'd, you go. That would go down in history, you know. That would be quite historical. But, um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's, that's... I don't think... Yeah, I'll probably take it back. I don't know if I can forgive that. Well, like certain things you can't forgive because it's the you'd consider it too much of a violation to you. And if you forgive them, like, first of all, you're never going to forget anyways. Ideally, you shouldn't. But then how are you going to react to it? I mean, what can I do? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm going to go kill that person. Even if I think like would want to, I just, I don't have the facilities for that big thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Risha, what, what about you? I think, yeah, um, I, I, could, I could forgive a lot of things. And I obviously haven't been pushed to my limits yet, but I kind of take the view as everything that people do out of everything that someone does that's I think wrong has come from their circumstance and their life and it's uh, there's almost like this moral privilege I feel like I have like I've been given a really good upbringing in a great environment and you know it's easy for me to say that's the wrong thing to do and but then other people come from you know much more difficult circumstance and even something as small as your genes can change how you act like what I think was maybe it was Plato. He, he he one of the Stoic philosophers. Perhaps he said, "You could you should treat those who do wrongdoing as a doctor treats ill patients." In that sort of kind of tending to them and helping them overcome that obstacle mm. rather than admonishing them. What do you think? Yeah, but yeah, that, that that the one the one Hamish like said was a bit for top on. Like that's just I don't even know if like time like thirty years pass or something. That's probably still something that you just you are angry about. Do you know what I mean? Would you acknowledge that those who commit those acts have done so because of their circumstance and things out of their control? What if they were drunk driving as well? Like, what kind of scenario does that leave them in? Obviously, you shouldn't you shouldn't drink drive. Like, you shouldn't do that. But like, they haven't meant to. They haven't meant to kill like their wife or something. Then why would they like? You know I mean? Why would they drive a car while under the influence? And by that logic. You knew if you're going to drink or whatever, or if you're going to consume, you should not be driving, right? So then, like, you that's not that's not like, oh, everything forced you into it. There's a point where you make that choice, and you can't blame alcohol to that extent. Like, 
because that was internal to you. But you could you could actually extend that scenario and ask, okay, why was he drink driving in that scenario? Okay, and say that, he was just a twenty one year old having fun, and then he chose to drive after, and then he hit someone. Okay, say there, like, you can be immaturity. You can say immaturity. Yeah. Yeah, but then like you're giving too many reasons to justify people. I feel like you you can fall into a trap of like abdicating people from their responsibility. I feel. But when you chose to drink drive, you can't just blame oh it's purely alcohol maybe drink drive. You can't say that. Like I feel like that's less forgivable than what somebody being a serial killer by just... environment. Like they were literally because if you just chose to drink drive, like you can't blame on the alcohol. Like because you knew if you were gonna get in that car, like there was a bit of you that wanted to drive and you're drunk anyway. Then you're like, oh, I'm gonna get home safe, no consequences. Like it's still acting a part of you. It's not like you, Aaron's completely gone. Aaron's still there if you're drunk. Aaron, if Aaron gets drunk, you know, like it's just that you're letting it control this and then blame on the alcohol because you can say, oh, it's intoxicated, messed me up beyond belief, and then let me do that. Like that's just that's just an excuse. That's just like trying to dodge reality, like and by using that. But I know, like having been drunk that you could do stuff that you just don't like think yeah but why would you also put yourself in a position then as well because if you put yourself in a position where you'd be able to drink drive then you're absolute retard but a person that's going to drink like on a night out they're not thinking about like oh i'm gonna drink drive tonight yeah but then if they chose to drive then like that's still a stupid choice like yeah i'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you with that no, but if you drink like, yeah but that's, that's my point i'm just like that's less forgivable if you put yourself in that scenario i don't know i don't know Rish, what are you saying? I just think there's reasons behind everything. Like, even if someone, you know, it's, it's a horrendous thing to, to drink drive, but when you've done that, there's, you know, there's all sorts of things that factor in, like, do you have discipline? Do you have, are you, you know, are you introspective? Have you thought about the consequences of your actions? Like, all those things, I feel, are a product of things like your childhood, your environment, your parents, your IQ, your genes. So if, I don't know, I find it hard to pinpoint the point at which you're like, no, I can actually blame you because you had complete free choice. There's a line where it's like justifiable, there's a line where it's not, and there's a line where bullshit, and you need to stop like covering up with X, Y, Z reasons to a certain point and like accept accountability. Absolutely, yeah. Like you can't, there's just that line, for me, for me personally, like obviously I understand if everyone else thinks different, if everyone thinks everyone should be forgiven, yeah, then go ahead, you can go forgive them and you can go fuck yourself in the process, Um, you're more than welcome to, but like, I don't know, I just feel like... But aren't you, can someone say like, I'm not saying that I would forgive everyone. Like when you said you can, they can go fuck themselves, they can forgive everyone, go fuck, like, go fuck themselves. Don't you think it would be a lot nicer to live your life without that burden, without like, having that grudge against a load of people? You don't necessarily have to go give a grudge, but you don't have to forgive them for that. If someone did that to me, there's no way I know that I'll be able to forgive them. Like I just, I know that if I was in that scenario, God forbid it never happens, but I would never, I wouldn't be able to forgive them. And there's just no way. You've chosen that, so there's no bullshit you're going to be able to pull at that point to do that. Like, especially if that person had no involvement in it whatsoever, and you can't like blame anything else. There's a certain extent to where environment obviously affected you. I can understand that, but that doesn't mean I have to forgive you. Like, I can't just say, "Oh no!" So every next person that comes out of this place because of the environment is justified to kill one of my family members or something. That's fucked. Yeah, but what if they've shown like remorse? Drink driving, they've maybe like fuck that. Let them get the beat down all their life, man. They've what the fuck do you mean? Literally knock some sense into them. Man. You can't just let that shit run, man. You got, they, people have to learn a lesson. And you're saying, oh, put them in jail or let them off with like, you know, like whatever, a settlement. I'm just letting them re- off. Re- rehabilitated. What if they rehabilitated? Rehabilitation after killing someone, just letting them off. Man. No, let them, let them rot in the cell. Let them, let them learn a lesson the proper way. 
Bro, people are like too soft and just letting people off. This is why we don't have proper like discipline and accountability. You know, nowadays, like people just get let off for shit for like dumb reasons. Like there's no justification for it. But isn't the point of like we're going into like a different like debate now? But like prison, like the whole point, like they're there not to be a danger to society, and there can be a point where you can change and no longer be a danger to society. As far as where prisons don't necessarily change people, like. Or the better, anyways. You just throw them in an environment. Yeah, yeah a lot, a lot, of, a lot of them, a lot of them don't. And that's that's that's. The, I mean, that's the debate. Like that's that's a different debate. How what prison should be for? But yeah, I don't know. I think in the moment, I would definitely be more like you, Hamish. Like it's fine me saying it like now. But I think in the moment, I definitely would be more like, like incredibly angry and like wouldn't want to speak to them or wouldn't want to forgive them at all. I do think like murder, the fact that someone could be pushed to the point of actually taking someone else's life shows to an extent some sort of, I think it's an illness, like that, that's not normal to, to like, kill someone. So in that sense, I feel like, you know, I hope, I hope that they're able to overcome those anguishes. Like as much, you know, it's, it's easy to say these things versus put them into practice, but still, yeah. I, I said I can understand the circumstances and stuff, and I can accept that certain things may have not been their fault, you know, like like growing up, like however they did, but like that doesn't mean I'm gonna fucking forgive them. Like that, I don't know why you have to let that on. Because if you forgive them, then you're basically saying, oh, it's okay to do that again. Whereas they should be able, if they can't actually show that it's never gonna happen again or something like that, or it's gonna, and if they're at least trying to train, like, but then like I swear, like every time I would hear like that my kid in that scenario. Like where's my mom? Um, where's mom? Whatever. When's mommy coming back? Like that's that's madness. That would that would never allow me to probably forgive the person. I I don't think you um, I don't think you have to forgive them either. Like I don't think I don't I wouldn't judge anyone if they forgave them or didn't forgive them. I feel like if something like that happened, like it's totally like you know you do you do what you want. If you want to forgive them, like good for you. If you don't want to forgive them, fair enough. Like, but also I think there's a difference between punishment and forgiveness like you can still you know wish upon someone their punishment and their dues whilst also i think forgiveness is like more of like an inner feeling or an emotion like you can do both at the same time you can make sure they're locked up and not harming anyone but also harbor no ill intent towards them interesting since i studied this and this is all again like it's stuff we've got to study in philosophy i i, I don't really get angry anymore like when people do things that used to really get me riled up. And um, now I'm just like, well, actually, I understand why you've done this. These are things that are a result of your entire life. Why sh- and then there's a great quote as well that was like, don't let, I can't remember who said it, but it's like, don't let someone else's misbehavior affect your state of mind. And I feel like that's kind of what anger is. It's like, it's a, it's, you're relinquishing control over yourself almost. I think maybe like what Rish is also getting at with the forgiveness thing, like what is the, what is not forgiving someone? How is that benefiting you? But like, you don't have to dwell on it. You don't have to dwell on it, but that doesn't mean you have to forget them, if that makes sense. Like, it depends what you see. Like, say I haven't forgiven someone. That doesn't mean you have to think about every single day. Like, for example, oh shit, like can't ever forgive this person. I wake up thinking about it every single fucking day, for example. That doesn't mean you can't, I guess, kind of move on. Obviously, maybe detrimental to, and it may affect every single thing that's done afterwards now to you. But like that doesn't mean you you can't be one. That just doesn't mean I have to forgive them for such an act, for example. 
but even if you're not thinking of it every day, like because you haven't forgiven them, maybe there is like some anger like inside of you, like in the back of your mind. And I feel like I'm I'm angry often, so like I don't feel like that. that but when it be when it be like when you lead, when you just have a freer life, if you just remove that anger. But like it may not necessarily be affecting you. Like it, I mean, it could. Who am I to say it won't? But like I don't know. Like you can. You don't have to forgive someone and still feel like that's affecting you. Like, don't have to feel that anger for it. Mm. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. Is there like, I was going to say, is there like a point, but then we're just going to start comparing like crimes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think like, anger as an, an emotion, I'm not sure how much utility it has because someone can commit an injustice towards you. That doesn't mean you can't defend yourself and you know hold your ground and stop them from doing what they're doing but the the actual emotion of anger i'm not sure because it, I, I do feel like that's one of those emotions that really you're giving up control of yourself like how many of us have done or said something out of anger that we regretted quite a lot of us I, i'd expect i know i have especially when i was a kid and yeah i don't know i just feel like having that control is a good thing over it yeah well, there's there's that like thing like be the bigger man. Do you like agree with that kind of like? That's saying it's sexist. No, you can't use that. It's 2021. Yeah, yeah. Be the bigger person. Be the big person. I mean, I wish I wish I was. I mean, you know, I I I struggle as well myself to like not hold petty grudges and all these things. I think it's definitely a good thing to aspire to be is that person who can forgive and yeah, you know, especially be the first person to. Yeah, I think there is a difference though where you said like petty grudges like. What's a yeah, petty grudge? I Can think you give an when it's petty, like, like you know, someone might have you know done something or said something that ultimately did not affect my life, and you know, very kind of silly, like silly, like, thing, yeah, yeah, kind of silly. But I think, yeah, the one that Hamish was going on about wasn't really. I don't think you class it as petty or silly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's there's different things. Any final thoughts on it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if we got to like a conclusion. We've just been that. chatting shit. Um, that's what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. new one. Yeah. Um, but no, it's definitely like interesting to think about. I think all everything we've talked about today from like, it's been quite a deep episode. Yeah, please don't be concerned when you listen to this. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just staying our opinions. Yeah, from soul to. Uh, if you're doing stuff for validation or you need, you know, certain people to be there and stuff, you need to check your fucking self. <laughs> yeah, because we can end the episode on that. <laughs> That's that's the views of Hamish and not the third wheel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to be getting some messages about that. Like people like, Any Whoa. um anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up the episode, Rish? I'm good, bro. Did you release your podcast yet? I don't think you Oh no, yeah. So I guess by the time this comes out, um yeah, hopefully we've launched Life was it? Lost and Profound, I can't remember the name. Lost and Profound <laughs> podcast. Just yeah. There's a bunch of uh us, me, Dil, Surridge, a couple of friends just talking about deep stuff and hopefully it's interesting i think a lot of the stuff we covered actually is relevant like we did one on death and friendship and stuff so yeah should be good awesome so if you want like an extended some of those debates that we went through yeah an extended cut go ahead over to that neither cut yeah so we'll start to wrap it up so we have some final questions first one is one thing you wish to change in the world i probably would I, i think it'd be great for the world if there were more women leaders just having I thought that was going to be something else. <laughs> just more women. <laughs> that I mean, would also be great, but um, no, yeah, I just think having seen you know the whole like COVID fiasco, like I just feel 
there's a lot of evidence that shows women are in some ways more competent leaders or at least displayed that so yeah that would that would be cool i think that would be beneficial not any women though i think you know you still need to be a good leader yeah 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 fuck Theresa May. yeah <laughs> <laughs> The second question is, if you had a chance to make a documentary about something, what would you make one about? I'd be sick to make a documentary about my grandparents. We've spoken a lot about it in my family. They've had a like, really interesting love story from Kenya and running away from home and eloping and all this stuff. So yeah, I don't know what it would be called. But yeah, definitely that would be really cool to do one day. Love a good love story. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let me know if that ever happens. Last question. So this is a question we ask every guest. And that has been, what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? Okay, I'm, I'm not sure if I am allowed. Okay, no, I just say it. Who cares? Just um, take out I'll, the names, if anything. <laughs> yeah, you can blur yeah. the names as well, if you want. It's not that deep. Well, I was, a couple of years ago, I was on holiday with a few friends, and I was rooming with my friend. And, you know, he, he found a girl, and he wanted to do the things. And he, because we were sharing a bed, he was like, do you mind going? And I was like, yeah, calm. And then they, the lovely lady came over, and they did the things. And then... I left my medicine inside the room and that was problematic because I had at the time really severe dust allergy and I forgot to take my meds and they weren't, when I was knocking, they weren't opening the door. <laughs> so I was getting very desperate. So I thought they'd gone to sleep and locked the door. So I, I climbed out the balcony and I tried to like knock on the window and as I, <laughs> and as I leaned over, the curtains were like wide open. <laughs> and I'll say, I'll spare sp- sp- the details, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. And <laughs> I got I got massively told off, and yeah, we cleared it up though, so it's all good. That was very very memorable, very funny day. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> always always keep a panel of your tablets or whatever. Like, yeah, I learned my lesson. Learned my lesson. Or in your wallet, like shakes, as shakes. The next section is call out slash nomination, so you can basically just nominate some people to hopefully be a guest on the third wheel in the future. Sure. Unconfirmed dates. Yeah, yeah. One nom for um hyphen. A rapper, um, really cool guy. I got to like um, speak with him last year when I was doing some music, um, music work. So, yeah, hopefully he, he's able to come on. Really cool guy, and yeah, probably my my mate Suraj. He's the third. He's our third wheel in our podcast. So if you ever get a chance, he'll be a good one. I love that. I have have your whole podcast on. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we'll get in touch. And last bits of shout out. So basically, anything you want to plug, floor's yours. So Rish. Cool, yeah, just a plug for our up- upcoming podcast, Lost and Profound. Um, we, we're really keen, the three of us who started it, just to promote sort of introspective conversations that are a bit deep, given how confused and like lost we are in life. Um, I think it, it might you know, appeal to a lot of us. Um, so yeah, please, please do check it out and, and let us know if you have any feedback. Hamish, what do you think? Yeah, I'm just going to add a bunch of songs to shout out or some stuff that's released. First one's going to be part of the game by 50 Cent. Um, what else? Did the Eminem album that was quite good, and yeah, make sure you check out our socials and all of that stuff as always, and make sure you check out Rish's <laughs> new Instagram. <laughs> if I get there, yeah, um, on the podcast, and yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, I, I don't have much shout, so I just I'm gonna shout out uh Wayne Rooney. So at the time of recording, he retired from football yesterday. Just yeah, as a Man United fan. Big, big legend for us. Big reason why I started to like football in the first place. Obviously, there's some stuff off the pitch that I'm not, I do not condone. But uh, such as he cheated on his missus, didn't he? Oh, allegedly, allegedly. I, I, th- I think it's 
I don't even think it's allegedly. Yeah, I think it's pretty confirmed. Well, that's one way to shut him up. <laughs> You're putting the and negative right alongside with it. I, I just have to give that disclaimer. And he handed in two transfer requests. But you know, he's also... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I forg- See, I forgave him for the transfer request. I, haven't, I actually haven't forgiven him for... Oh, see, yeah, I haven't actually forgiven him for cheating on his wife. Is angry so just for that bit, Aaron? <laughs> but I'm not, I'm, not ang- I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Oh. Do you know what I mean? My job. But yeah. And on that note, thank thanks uh Rish for coming on. Yeah, thank you both. It's been good. It's really good. Nice catching yeah. up before. Yeah, good to meet you for the first time as well. Yeah. Speak. Awesome. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening and we'll just speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Peace, peace. Never too hard for the peace. Seen some things. My brothers they losing their peace. I just